0: welcome to the city on a hill podcast my name is scott Reevley, and you will probably notice that my partner eric estep is not here he has taken a little break which i'm very happy that he gets and uh, i'm going to do a solo episode we never tried that before um, this may never see the light of day but if it does i hope that it's helpful Uh, Our goal, as uh, always, is just to help the church retain its identity as a people of God who belong to the kingdom of heaven uh, in the midst of the political pressure that they face all the time. And so we're doing our best to contribute to that uh, every week, and I hope that it helps you. Uh, It has been encouraging for me, I will say. I've been at a couple uh, other events here in the past few weeks where I have run into people who are not pastors, and I tell them, "Hey, I have a podcast," and they ask me what it's about, and I tell them, and they say, "Oh, my church has sure struggled with that. Oh, well, that's really hit my church hard." And so, anyway, I was really encouraged that what we're trying to do here is of some value, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna work at it again today. But I do hope that uh, if it helps you, that you'll pass it on to other people who are like those. That i talked to who said yeah my church has really struggled with this so it's our goal to just try and help the church be the church and uh, make a difference in the world so anyway uh with that i, I want to talk a little bit today about what the church can do to make a difference what the church can do for the world that really nobody else in you know on earth can do except the church of jesus and so that's what we're going to talk about today. And to give you some hint about what it is, uh, you'll, uh, you'll recognize it immediately. when I, As soon as I begin to talk about uh, Russia's war on Ukraine, you'll recognize that everybody who it really uh, has been watching the news or thinking even if they barely have a religious bone in their body will talk about praying for Ukraine or praying against uh, uh, Putin and seeing if there's not something that God will do in that situation. And so that's what I want to talk about today, is praying for our government, praying for our leaders, praying for world events. And that's something that Christians can do. And it's not the last thing that we can do. Rather, it's the first thing that we can do. And I want to just encourage you that as uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, we have an audience in the throne room of heaven with the creator of the world who uh, really can do something about the situation in the world. And so the, in order, I say that. I say that like I'm supposed to say it, don't I? I say it like, yeah, God's supposed to do stuff in the world. But what warrant really do we have to pray t- to God about world events what is it about uh, the person of god uh, especially in relation to world events that uh, should uh, invite us to pray well there are a few things that i think are really fascinating and and we don't spend too much time on them as we read through our bibles but i do think that this will encourage you to pray uh, the first, my, my first uh, highlight, really, is from Isaiah chapter forty. Isaiah chapter forty is most famous for those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings as eagles. They'll run and not grow weary. They'll walk and not faint. And everyone says that's really inspiring. So they know Isaiah forty. But if you back up a few verses, this really is a picture of who God is in the world. And he says in verse fifteen, "Behold, the nations." are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as the dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Then in verse 22, it is he who sits on the circle of the earth and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in. And then here's, here's the good part, right? Who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them, and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. So if you want to pray about uh, about the Ukraine, you want to pray against... Um, President Putin, you can use this, right? (laughs) And just, uh, how about if you blow on them and and blow on him and make him turn into stubble? That would be pretty good. Or he makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. It seems to me that that is very fitting. (coughs) It's related to what Job says in one of his speeches too. Job, uh, again, is one of those things we don't go back to very often, but he does essentially riff on the um God's sovereignty over the world and when he does you know bring that up he um, he reminds us that we in fact can bring to God our concerns about the kings and the princes and the nations and he says this in Job chapter 12 beginning in verse 13 with God our wisdom and might He has counsel and understanding. If he tears down, no one can rebuild. If he shuts a man in, no one can open. If he withholds the waters, they dry up. If he sends them out, they overwhelm the land. With him are strength and sound wisdom. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away stripped and judges he makes fools. He looses the bonds of kings and binds a waistcloth on their hips. He leads priests away stripped and overthrows the mighty. He deprives of speech those who are trusted and takes away the discernment of the elders. And then here is the part really that uh, interests me. He pours contempt on princes and loosens the belt of the strong. He uncovers the deeps out of darkness, and brings deep darkness to light. He makes the nations great, and he destroys them. He enlarges nations and leads them away. He takes away understanding from the chiefs of the people of the earth and makes them wander in a pathless waste. They grope in the dark without light, and he makes them stagger like a drunken man. Now, I don't know if you can see reason to pray in there, but uh, the reason to pray is that God, in fact, does make nations great. God, in fact, does pour contempt on princes and lifts them up and tears them down. And if you, (laughs) shall I say it this way, if you want something done in the world, bring bring it to God because he's the one that can do it. And not only that, to me, it gives me language for how to pray about these things father you make nations great and you destroy them and in some respect you can begin to talk to the lord and leave it in his hands for how he wants to deal with them but nonetheless the language is there make them grope in darkness without light and stagger like a drunken man that that really is how i am inclined to pray much of the time so Anyway, I, I just want to encourage you that uh, if there is anyone that can do anything about the world situation, it's, uh, it's our God, and we're invited then to bring our concerns to Him. So there are a few things that I w- just want to make sure that you see. The first is that we are invited, not just invited, we are commanded to pray for our rulers. Listen to 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 4. It says, First of all, then, I urge that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgivings be made for all people, for kings and all who are in high positions. So there he, he designates the special class of people for whom we are to pray. We're to pray for everyone, especially kings and those in high positions. And here, then, is the prayer request, or the thing we're to pray about, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it is pleasing in the sight of God our Savior, who, tra- who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. And So we have the command to pray for kings and those in high positions, and we also have the content of the prayer here, that we may lead peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. Now, this is really interesting because this does not address world events. This does not say pray for the world events in this way. This says pray for world events and world leaders in such a way that the church can be the church. So pray that the church might live a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way, pray that the events of the world will will unfold in such a way that the church will be the church so that then it will in turn lead to um, the salvation of many look at that this is good and pleasing in the sight of god our savior why why does this please him that the church would be the church because he desires everyone to be saved and come to knowledge of the truth God wants the world events to unfold in such a way that His church is effective at introducing people to their Savior. And so the first thing that I would say about praying for world leaders is to do it, to do it and to pray in such a way that um, that the church would flourish. This is very interesting because I want to pray that uh, that there would be, you know, policies enacted, or that taxes will be reduced, or that uh, there would be peace and not war. I have all of these things I want to pray for, but the actual prayer request here is to pray for leaders and those in high positions in such a way that the church can be the church. And so that's the the first prayer request. Then I think we can begin to pray in terms uh, of God's character and God's priorities. So one of his priorities, we know, because it flows from his character, is justice. And so I think we can totally and should be praying regularly for justice. In fact, everything you see that is unjust, everything that you hear about that's unjust, make that a prompt for prayer. Anytime you look at the news and you just think, how can people say that? Let that be a prompt for you to pray for justice. I mean, this is everywhere in the Bible, but uh, I would pick Psalm chapter 9, verses 7 through 8, to give you just a flavor. But the Lord sits in throne forever. He has established his throne for justice, and he judges the world with righteousness. He judges the peoples with uprightness. And so we ought to pray for our leaders. We ought to pray for leaders of other countries to judge people like God would judge them with uprightness, that God would execute justice and uh, that he would do it through those who are appointed so that they might uh, work his will, essentially. And so we, the first thing is pray. Don't, don't do other stuff, but pray. You can do other stuff later, but pray first. Second of all, pray for justice. Third of all, uh, the third thing I would say is to pray that God would direct or turn the hearts of the leaders. Uh, Proverbs 21.1 tells us that God does that. And so if you, <laughs> you can even say, God, I want you to turn it this way. I want you to turn it that way. You know, God will turn it, it, it Proverbs 21.1 says, he'll turn it wherever he wills. It says the king's heart is, is a stream of water in the hand of the Lord. He turns it wherever he will. And so one of the things that we pray for is that God will turn the king's heart wherever he will. And especially when you see things in policies or you see things in um, elections or in trials or anything like that, that you see that doesn't appear to connect with the will of the Lord, then by all means, uh, pray with Psalm 21.1 in your pocket that uh, God would turn the king's heart wherever he wills. The fourth thing I would say about prayer is that you would be on solid, solid ground. Uh, as you pray for your nation, as you pray for other nations, as you pray for your leaders, as you pray for other leaders, if you would do that in such a way that God's name would be seen as holy among the nations. You see, this is, this is the uniform motivation of God throughout the Scriptures. And so if you want to join with God in what God wants done, then I would say pray that world events would overflow for the glory of God's name and the enhancement of his reputation so that things might work out toward the end of his name being praised. Now, I have a whole list of Bible verses that would do this, but... um, Uh, this psalm 72 17 for instance says may his name endure forever his fame continue as long as the sun may people be blessed in him all nations call him blessed or psalm 86 9 all the nations you have made shall come and worship before you O lord and shall glorify your name Or Psalm 102.15, nations will fear the name of the Lord and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. And so you can can pray that way. Uh, When you pray and attach your prayers and your requests and your desires to the desires of God, you are in solid, solid ground when you pray. Uh, In Ezekiel, for instance, Uh, Again, one of those we don't read all the time. God says, And I will vindicate the holiness of my great name, which has been profaned among the nations, which you have profaned among them. And the nations will know that I am Yahweh, declares the Lord God. When I, through you, vindicate my holiness before their eyes. So I'll tell you, I would, I would love to see that happen in my day. I would love to see God vindicate his holiness in world events. I would love to see when, especially when I'm frustrated or when I'm angry or when I'm hurt by the things I see go on in the world, God, would you vindicate your holiness so that the nations might know that you alone are God. And so, again... That isn't praying that my policies will, desires will be enacted or the things that I want to see happen will happen. This is very simply asking God to vindicate his holy name. Now, I, 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 I say this because uh, we, we know the end of the story. The great thing about believing the gospel is that we have seen nations come and go. We have seen empires rise and fall. And we know that throughout history, God rules over all and that the end of all things is going to be when God does do this, when he does show his glory and vindicate his name. In fact, Revelation 15, 4 says, Who will not fear, O Lord, and glorify your name? For you alone are holy. All nations will come and worship you for your righteous, your righteous acts have been revealed. And so, um, if you know the end and the way that history is moving, you can pray that God will move history in the, toward the end that he's already determined and ask that the nations would hallow the name of God. And that brings me to the fifth thing that I just want to say about prayer, and that's just use the Lord's Prayer. Pray that God's kingdom would come and his will be done. This is a political prayer. Let that sink into you. This is a political prayer because we are asking for the king to be the king. We're asking for his kingdom to come. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name is the prayer that Ezekiel prays, that the Psalms pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. What does your kingdom come mean? In part, that your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And so when we're praying for those in authority, we're praying for rulers, we're praying for world events, we're praying that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that language just, uh, that language is in the Bible, so we use it. So... I don't always know what God's will is. I have some indication from the word about his moral will, and so if there is immorality being done, I want to pray that that would stop and instead that righteousness would be done. If there's injustice being done, I I recognize that and can pray that God's will will be done because I know his will is justice. Um, And so we pray that God's will will Would be done on earth as it is in heaven and that is really a political prayer and so don't miss that when it comes time uh, to pray for those in authority and of course you know you if you're praying for uh, rulers and leaders you can pray for them like they're real people surely that's occurred to you you can pray for their salvation Uh, Because, as we already read in in First Timothy, God desires all to be saved, and so praying for their salvation is something that God would love to answer. So pray for their salvation. Pray for wisdom. Now, not—I don't think that non-believers necessarily are going to be granted wisdom by God. But James one three says, "You know, when you lack wisdom, let him ask of God." And so, go ahead and ask. Um, You can pray that uh, they would uh, endure in good works that they would not be um, weary of doing the right thing and so you can pray you can pray for them and if you know if they're not believers if they're not going to uh, submit to uh, to God then they're probably not going to um, God's not going to probably answer that prayer in the same way you would if you're praying that for a brother or sister but nonetheless you you can pray for that I would remind you that uh, <laughs> that you would not even be out of bounds if you um, want to pray for God's will to be done, and when you see it not being done, in fact, when you see it being done, uh, with, uh, the events of the world being just the opposite of that, uh, you can pray precatory prayers. You have many of the Psalms so that you learn to pray that God would judge those who are wicked. I mean, God's God's um, God's going to do that. He's on that uh, path already. They have set themselves against Him, and so they are going to do what they're doing to their own destruction. And so, you can pray that uh, God would go ahead and destroy them. Even that's the language of the Bible. I, Here's Psalm 35, verse 8. Let destruction come upon him when he does not know it, and let the net that he hid ensnare him. Let him fall into it to his destruction. Yeah, there is no... Um, <laughs> how shall I say? There are no rules that you can't pray that way. Now, there, there are rules that God's not going to answer a prayer that, that he's not interested in, that's not his will, if, he's going to, if he, he judges it right to do something other than you ask, he'll do that. But you can pray uh, in precatory prayers. And so uh, I just want to encourage you that you have great reason to bring world events and world leaders to God because uh, he makes uh, He brings us princes to nothing and makes rulers of the earth as emptiness. He makes nations great and he destroys them, He enlarges them, he leads them away. And so you can go ahead and bring your requests about um, the world and about politics and about governments and about um, catastrophes, everything. You can bring them to the Lord. And so uh, the invitation from 1 Timothy 2, in fact, the command is to pray for kings and all who are in high positions. Pray that they will lead in such a way that the church will flourish. Pray for justice. Pray that God would direct the hearts of leaders into uh, his will. Pray that God's name would be seen as holy among the nations so that all people would recognize God for who he is. And then pray that his kingdom would come and his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven. And then pray for leaders as though they were real people who need salvation and wisdom and endurance. And then finally if, uh, if it's the right thing to do, you can pray that God would judge them and that they would get the fruit of their labor when they are working against him. And so that's just a, a, a brief, some brief thoughts on how to pray. But it isn't just how to pray. It's the fact that God calls us as his church to engage with this world, to engage with world events, to engage with world leaders, before the throne of grace. And so will you join me as uh, we go forward and will you pray for your leaders and pray for world events. So that's what I have for you today on this first uh, solo attempt and uh, I just want to encourage you to, to please uh, uh, subscribe on Apple Podcasts if you haven't or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would rate us, we would love Uh, for you to do that. If you want to leave a comment, please do that. Uh, Probably the nicest thing you could do would be to share this with a friend. And so if you have a comment, you can uh, send it to us at comment at com. And uh, if you have a question and would like uh, to hear yourself on the podcast, we'd love for you to uh, just send an audio question at speakpipe.com slash podcast, And uh, we'll hear it and we'd love to figure out how to play that and answer your question at some point so that's um that's where we are and i uh, I hope that you all are blessed and i do hope that you will pray and uh, i'm looking forward to the next time that we can talk about these things